0: This is a Visual Audio Times production. Hello and welcome to Imole, your go-to mental health, wellness, and spirituality podcast. I am your host, Pelumi. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream your podcasts so you don't miss out on new episodes. Also, Follow Imole on Instagram and Twitter at imolethepod. Before we start today's episode, I'd like for us to calm our nerves with a short meditation exercise. Follow the sound of my voice. Breathe in slowly. Breathe out slowly. Today's episode is quite special. It's different for two reasons. First of all, it's the last episode of the season. Yes, I know. I'm very emotional. And <laughs> yes, guys, we have come to the end of the season. Thank you so much for listening with us, for even like putting up with the sound issues and everything. I just want to say I'm so grateful. And I promise next season will be a lot better. So secondly, to mark the end of the season, I'm going to get very personal. I will be telling you about what inspired Imole and why mental health, wellness, and spirituality are so important to me. I will also be interviewed by producer, Aisha Salahuddin. She was the one on the Living With PTSD episode. So I hope she would be easy on me because I was nice to her. So I'm going to give, hand over the mic to her now and hope. I really hope you enjoy this episode. So hello, Aisha.
1: Hi, me. How are you feeling today?
0: Uh... I've been nervous because I'm not used to sharing. <laughs> really?
1: It feels like the opposite because you have a whole podcast that is centered on sharing.
0: I know. Most people would think that. I'm, I'm a better listener when it comes to being personal. And I think the thing is, people like to talk about themselves. This is one thing people don't know. They really love to talk about themselves. So when you listen more than, let's say, the average person or maybe you're just quite interested in them, they're more likely to tell you about themselves and they don't necessarily listen to your own side of the story. So I think I'm used to being the listener. But when I have to open up, I open up, especially when I feel like it's going to be of benefit to someone or it's going to strengthen a relationship I have with someone.
1: Yeah, don't worry. I think um, for the most part, this is just us trying to understand what's motivated you to start Imole, why mel- mental health, spirituality and wellness is important to you. So this is stuff that I th- I feel like would be nice for people to know, because they've been listening to you all this time, kind of like give us something in return. Um, so let's I mean let's get right into it, right? First question, easiest question is even before we talk about Imole in particular, why is spirituality, wellness, and mental health important to you? Is there like a, was there a trigger or, or moment where you were like, you know what, I think it's important to pay attention to these three things?
0: Okay. Um, I'll say for one, ever since I was really young, I've always been spiritual, but in that context, because I was raised in a Christian home, so it was more religious from my own understanding and what I was taught. But I was also, I was always very curious as to what made people tick. And not just like I was trying to push them overboard or like make them do bad things, but I'm just very interested in stories, like people's stories. And I always wonder, oh, I can be the child like on a road trip, driving and then we are passing by some houses. And I always wonder, oh, I wonder what those people's lives are like. But just from a curious perspective. So I was also love to read. So that's one thing. But then five years ago, yeah, the 2017 2016 stroke 2017, I went through this like very massive spiritual awakening that was triggered by situations I was facing in my life. And I got very depressed, like very suicidal thoughts pretty much every day, multiple times a day. And it felt like at some point my life was this, it was like I was watching my own life as a movie or as like, I don't know, you know, Sims, the game, the Sims Mm -hmm. game, yeah, so oh, what's, the, what's the name of that other one again whereby it just go around? Is it Call of Duty or be the other one where they just go around living their lives and like... I
1: don't know. I only know Sims.
0: <laughs> oh God, you don't know games. What kind of person is this? <laughs> Me too. I don't know, but anyway, I'm not a gamer. But anyway, it just felt like a video game and I wanted to press stop. Like it almost felt like I was sometimes going through my day and I was in England at this time. I was in... A boring town called Derby. I'm very sorry if you're listening from Derby, but my family is still <laughs> in Derby. And you know Derby is boring, so let's just, let's never have this conversation. So I was in a very boring town called Derby and things were not really going well. I was done with uni, or for some reason I couldn't get my transcript. I was just at home mostly, and then also having issues with some like just all over family, my status in the country, just so many things. So I felt trapped and I felt isolated and it felt like my life was very monotonous. And it also felt like everyone was passing me by. That's my peers that I finished uni with. Like it just, and it was mainly because of like financial issues we were going through with my family that I I was just stuck like that in that position. And I couldn't really lean on people around me. So I had to go within and I made myself a promise. I was like, this is a tough time. I am going to come out of it. However, I want to improve on myself. So even if I can't, let's say, go and get my master's now or do this and that, I have the internet at my disposal. There are things I can learn you know, here, that, um, that would be of great benefit to me. So I just started to do that, started reading and started to expand my mind. And I've always really cared about just, I told you, I've always cared about spiritual things and stories. I always want to know secrets behind this and that. And from there, like my mind started to open up to different ways of thinking, different philosophical thoughts and all these things were to actually help me combat depression. And through this time, I actually realized, okay, how, my how like my parents and my childhood had an impact on the way I showed up in relationships and also just in my life in general how things affected me and at this time I'd moved back home from uni with my family so you can see more like you can see things firsthand once you've been away for a while and then you come back and you're like wait a minute there's a problem with this dynamics there's an issue here there's this here and I started to see flaws with people around me too but not from a negative space because I was, more con- I was more focused on my own flaws and how I was reacting to them and how I was trying to get better. It was all about self-improvement for me. So obviously you start off being kind of mad at your parents and mad at like life, but as you evolve, you realize there are some things you can't change. However, as you focus on what you can change and that's your perspective on things. So then I moved back to Nigeria. I'm sorry this is, if this is long, but it's Wait, actually very... So,
1: no, I actually have follow-up questions. Okay, um, okay. So <laughs> your... your um, everything sort of happened or that trigger was what you were experiencing in the UK. Wait, what year was this?
0: Um, so this was from... It's the, the main trigger started from early 2017 and, okay. they, and I left the UK... August 2018 so this is after spending eight years like I finally moved back because I just I feel like I just had to
1: (laughs) okay but so it was basically there was just a lot going on in terms of your family finances and that had like started to affect your mental health and even in that moment you sort of like you said I'm just basically now saying it back to make sure I have it right Um, and then you sort of just decided that everything is hard right now it will be better and I'm going to focus more on how to better myself. Is that correct?
0: Yes. All right. So the suicidal thoughts and stuff in the UK, like it was sometimes I will not be able to sleep at night because these like heavy negative thoughts are like going through my mind. Do you get what I mean? And thoughts of self-harm, like, it's still a miracle. I don't know how I did it. And I feel like it was by focusing on, um, these things because people think depression is sadness. Like depression is not sadness. Depression is hopelessness. Like there's a difference. If you're sad and you can still feel things, then you're on the right track. But if you, if you are depressed, you can't feel anything. Like sometimes you are just numb. So a lot of people don't know that that was, so basically I was just trying to save my life and also trying to make the best out of things and trying to be more optimistic.
1: Okay, and um, you know, you kind of show a lot of self-awareness whereby you were like, this is happening now, but I need to figure out how to get out of this situation. Did, at the time, did you know that, okay, I'm definitely depressed? Like, wait, was, there, was there an awareness of your mental health situation or was it just you, like you said, fighting to get out of it? Like, Did you have a consciousness of what exactly it was that you were feeling or going through?
0: Yes, because I've also always, like I said to you, I've always been more attuned to mental health in general, right? So um, I understood depression. And also depression, I it was not a, how do I say, it wasn't a very strange feeling to me. This was worse or more severe than other times, but other times that I've had it, because the very first, I'll say stage that I remember experiencing depression was like maybe when I was, well, this was 2000 and nine ten I think I was like 16 around this time and I just I just dated myself so you guys know my age now so I was 16 around this time
1: Nobody knows your age. <laughs> okay, go on, I don't know why
0: people care like you know when people I was <laughs> at my age and I was like who cares like just move on <laughs> but anyway I was 16 at this time and I also were going through stuff in my home and I think I tend to like internalize things and I tend to be a lot more empathic, especially when people around me are suffering. So I will go within and I'll just feel like I was in this after school. I'll just go to bed, like literally not sleep or just put the covers over my head and just be in this like very down state. Like I just couldn't get out. And I remember because obviously you're at home, you have to do things. Your mom will call you to do things, wash, please, do that. So it's very easy for you to snap out of it at that stage, especially, but at this time I understood what depression was, but then again, I told you I was very suicidal. So like when you are always thinking about killing yourself, you know that there is something wrong. And, um, I also like, I do a lot of research on things. So I was just where, especially when you are thinking about killing yourself very often, then you know that there is something wrong. You know what I mean? Like it was just, just that I had, I just, I just lost motivation to like live. I just feel like, yeah. Um.
1: Huh. And so you started to segue to moving back to Nigeria, but I want to know, like at the time that you moved back to Nigeria after eight years, like you said, were you recovering, um, from your depression? Was it pretty much the same? Like I I want to know your state of mind before and when you now moved back to Nigeria.
0: Okay. So there were some things I skipped. Even while I was going through this depressive state Mm -hmm. in the UK, I was, as I said, working on myself, I was reading a lot about spirituality. My mind was opening. I was becoming a lot less religious. A lot of like, I even went vegan at this time. You know what mm. I mean? I was doing yoga yeah. almost every day. I was doing yoga almost every day. I was like in this state of also learning about inner child wounds. Like I said, how parenting affected me. So I was still depressed because the circumstances around me, like a lot of the things that triggered my depression were my relationships with my family members, especially like my mom and my dad mostly are not. So when I moved back to Nigeria, my dad was in Nigeria and it became a different type of like restriction. This one was more like, you're not a go, you're not last to do anything, like just stuff that you've, cause have not been back to Nigeria in a while. So he was like, you don't even know where you are. You don't even know what's going on. And to me, like I was at this stage, around this time I was like 20, what, 24, going on 25. It was like I was at a stage whereby I've been, because of circumstances due to finances and also maybe his decision, I felt like I was restricted in the UK for almost two, two years. So now that I'm back in Nigeria, I want to be able to move, with my, move on with my life and do things on my own terms. And at this stage, I realized how much I sacrificed the things I wanted to do to sort of please like, my parents, my family. And at the same time, it made me very resentful even with the whole religion thing, i will try to force you to go to a church, force you to do that. I will do them just to be like obedient and all that. But I realized as obedient as I'm being, I'm becoming resentful. And this is not good. That's not a good feeling to have towards your family. So at some point I was trying to more of break free from that control. Like I want to do my own thing. I want to move out of the house, like in back in Nigeria, but remember I wasn't really working in the UK. So I had very little money. So it felt like I was also still in the same position. Now, my mental health was better, but because I was now facing issues at home with my dad, it felt like being back in Nigeria helped because I was working, I had a job more. I was working at Pulse at this time. I had wonderful colleagues. You know, I was making more friends. I was more open to the world, like when I was done, when I was in England, that I isolated myself. So at this point, yeah, I was still depressed. I'm not going to lie. It's far, it's hard to explain, but I was still depressed because I remember I had a very, very major incident in 2019, like with my family, and that's like January 2019, and that was the moment whereby I'll say I came extremely close to like taking my own life. That that particular moment, January 2019, I remember. So yeah, I was still kind of battling it on and off, but it was easier for me to cope because I had things to do, like I would go to work, and I wasn't so focused on oh what is me or my mental health. But I would say I enjoyed more, being in Nigeria more because I just prefer living in in Africa. Like you know, I moved to Ghana, so to me, I just prefer here. Like you know, in UK, it can get very depressing, especially during winter. I and think. the new sunlight and all that stuff. So I think I preferred being in Nigeria and all, but at the same time, the issues I was facing at home with my dad were becoming, were just becoming very, it was a lot. Like I, I'll say that January 2019, it going into like a fight, like it was it escalated. So it was hard for me to feel at peace, even though I was working on my mental health, still continuously. And I was trying to see things from a different perspective. I actually said to get therapy in 2019, with um Billy who's also been our guest on the show. We talked about consciousness together. So um I said to he started to have a few sessions so with me here. I'm and going
1: to interrupt you a bit because I need to go back. Like we're moving too fast, right? Okay. Um Yeah. So in twenty nineteen you got a job um at Paul's and that kind of eased things out because you're making twenty eighteen.
0: 2018. Uh, so, yeah, September 2018.
1: Yeah. That makes things better or that made things better because now you were going out of the house and all of that. And would that be correct to say that all of these experiences strengthened your spirituality? You started to research more. Like, do you think you were looking for a way out or looking for like something to hold on to? Was that why you were like really into spirituality? I know you're already spiritual before then, but would like is it a stretch to say that this pushed you even further?
0: Oh, my dear, it pushed me all the way, you pushed me over the cliff. Like even <laughs> I needed, I needed something. I'm not going to lie. Like when you, even they tell you when you're going through tough times in your life, you need something to hang on to. Remember a lot of factors in my life are not working. Like when I was in England, I wasn't dating. I didn't have money coming in. I didn't have, so it just felt like a lot of things were not going well for me. But I needed those things to hang on to. And also, I think one thing that really broke me out of a religious way of thinking was that people around me that were so religious were acting in a certain way. Do you get what I mean? So that made, me yeah. even, <laughs> that made me think, are you kidding me? Like, no. And I know a lot of people will listen to this. and be like, no, that doesn't mean that God. I was like, well, it doesn't mean I've become atheist or agnostic. Like I said, I'm very spiritual. So my views are very open. I'm not very much like this is the way, that is the only way. And I've also learned a lot from, by not seeing things from that perspective and by not forcing my own views and opinions on other people. So you never hear me coming out to be like, this is how things should be. Because I know how that can feel like, especially when you're trying to break out and then someone is not trying to force away on you. So to me, it was more like I had to comply. I mean, being a Nigerian child, in a Nigerian household, even if you're in your 20s, if you're living with your parents, you have to comply to certain things. And um, their way of life, especially their own religious way of life, is something that you have to just adjust to. You know what I mean? So, but I'll say in my own more private way of thinking, I held on to being just like having more open-minded spiritual belief.
1: Yeah, no, I totally feel you. Like, I, I get it. So to, let's fast forward to 2019, right? You were still experiencing a lot. Who, who recommended therapy or was it a youth thing where you were like, yeah, I'm going to need therapy now?
0: So yes, my friend Dako, he knew I was depressed even when I was in the UK and when I moved back to Nigeria, cause he currently lives in Nigeria now. And he was just like, well, I think you should see a therapist, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, whatever. I knew I needed to see a therapist, but the truth is I was saving money to just like get out of the house and get out of that situation that I felt like was very toxic. So to me, it was like, why would I spend that small money that I have on therapy like, even though now I, I will see it more as a need, but at the end of the day, I was kind of right. I needed to leave that situation before, you know, going fully into therapy. So anyway, my friend invited me to this um, mental health thing called "Hidden Conversations that Billy was doing. I think she knew Billy, So I just went there on one Saturday and then I met Billy, and I really was curious. Like, he's, he's a very open-minded individual. So I was just like, okay, fine to be good. And he was like, he can have, he did it for free, by the way. I'm not even trying to, um, put him on the spot or even say stuff about him. He did it for free. And that was not, it wasn't a regular therapy session. So I'm not saying people should go to him for free therapy. (laughs) It wasn't a regular, like, therapy session in terms of, like, I was scheduling and schedule that, but he saw me, um, outside of that whole, like, very strict, you know, therapy session type of way. And he saw me outside of that. And then we just spoke a couple of times, maybe like once, in two weeks, and I will just go do my lunch break because um, his office was close to my office at Pulse at that time. So i just go do my lunch break, tell my boss, very understanding. And then I will just have like one hour with him, we will just talk. And i will go back home, and it really helped because the thing about him is he's also a spiritual person. As most people who've been listening to the podcast will you know. So they know that he could understand where I was coming from. Like, I didn't feel the need to... Because at that time, I didn't know as much mental health jargon, like I'll put it, as much terms as I know now some things I still approach from a more spiritual perspective because like sometimes believing in God or having that you know spiritual life helps you hang on helps you feel like all this makes sense I wasn't ready to be so logical yet in some way and I think Billy understood that and he kind of just helps me through it so yeah that answered the question (laughs)
1: Yeah, of course. That's very interesting. So you had that kind of therapy and then it helped you. Um, So, I mean, would I be correct to say ever since that experience, you've sort of been an advocate for mental health and spirituality and wellness. Um, Is that a correct assertion to make?
0: Yes, especially with Africans, because I could see how a lot of times, and it wasn't just me that was going through these things with like parents and stuff in life. It was very common, but we just never spoke about it. Especially as like millennials, millennials and like maybe um, older generation Gen Z and, sorry, older Gen Z people. And I was just, nobody really spoke about certain things. We just swept it under the carpet. And I was just like, bam, you say, okay, that's just how my mom is, that's just how my dad is, but it has affected you in certain ways. Even when it comes down to attachment styles, like learning about that, and I think next season we are even going to explore that more. Because a lot of people don't understand how sometimes growing up in a volatile environment affects your behavior within your future relationships. And you think, oh, I just can't find someone, or people just don't understand me. It's like you're not even aware of how you also are self-sabotaging in your own, in your own relationships. And I just thought, I think more people should be aware of how these things in our society how things that we just normalize, how they impact us, you know? And even with things like what is going on politically now, how, you know, doing NSAS, how a lot of people were calling um, mental health, like hotlines, just trying to talk, like they were feeling hopeless. And we push this under the carpet because we're so used to moving on, you know? Yeah, that won't happen. Then let's just move on. You know, let's just, let's believe in God. Like good things will come. We are happy we are still alive. And we don't know how it's really, really damaging us. And also, also one thing that really woke me up was I don't want to pass on some of these traits that I have or some of these things that I've experienced to my kids. Like I want to be able to heal so that I can parent them in a much healthier way. So that these like things that we call generational traumas, which is just based on maybe a certain type of parenting or certain beliefs that have been passed down from one generation to another can actually end. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's why I'm so passionate about it.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it makes sense why you care so much about mental health and why Imola is a thing. I think one final question before we go straight to um the moments that you realize I'm going to do a podcast about this is did that I mean those conversations you had with Billet and I mean, did, how, were they helpful to the point that you got to a a I guess a situation where you were like, I think I feel much better. I think I, I can handle this. Or did you like have to move out um, to feel better? How did that end?
0: Well, like you said, even when you said in your own PTSD episode, <laughs> feeling better is a process. I, I don't think there's a moment because the yeah. thing about it right now is even since I've left Nigeria, I've moved out of that whole like toxic situation since it's been over a year now. It's like 18 months now, right? Even right now, there are still things I'm realizing about myself mm-hmm. and my own childhood. And, I, and I'm and i coming from a place where I actually counsel people as well. So it's not just like, I'm still learning new things about myself. I'm still learning new things about the way I show up. That's even helping me to be much better, like to counsel people and to give people good life advice. But at the same time, <laughs> I'll say Billy's interviews help. I say interviews, um, sessions helped but it was step by step stage by stage working on myself even also being able to watch how I reacted to things because it's okay to be like oh yeah this person did this but I did that and this person locked me out of the house but it's like sometimes you also understand those people too your parents or whoever they're also traumatized in their own way and yeah. learning how to take things personally because this person has their own issues but I'm not gonna allow you to ruin my day and I think that's one thing like Billy taught um taught me Just knowing that, yes, you know, like, okay, like law of attraction, you know, you have the power to manifest and to do this, but you don't even give yourself as much credit as you should be when it comes to like taking control of your day. It's very possible that something will happen and it's going to affect you the way it affects somebody else just because you have a different perspective. And by changing my perspective and by also understanding that, okay, these people are broken too. It's not just me. I'm being able to navigate. I'm being able to forgive I'll say that helped me yeah. so much. Yeah, that helped me so much. And, um, 2022, I said, 20, not 2022, 2020. And I was just more, you know, when we all went through this lockdown phase <laughs> and also trying to improve a lot more. And I was not mm-hmm. locked down in the house of my dad and it wasn't like we weren't necessarily on the best terms, but trying to just also taking that time out instead of being distracted by like Lagos stress every morning, waking up at 4.30, I was at home. And I also had to sit with myself and had to go within. So it kind of felt like 2017, 2018 again, when I was mostly at home working through things, learning things online and trying to improve. All right.
1: So now, now it's like, Imole, was it the lockdown that inspired this? Cause you said you were at home with your dad and it wasn't like really rosy. So what was that trigger? Like, I'm going to start a podcast.
0: Okay. So Osage, that is like one of the heads of VAT podcast was actually my first boss at Pulse and he was super supportive. He knew everything going on at home and he was just a wonderful person. To today, he's still like a big brother to me and I have to call Osage. I really have to, (laughs) but he's still like a a big brother to me. And um, I remember he always used to tell me, you've gained a lot of knowledge and insights. People need to listen to people need to hear what you have to say. You know a lot because the is quite open-minded so you always come and meet me about all these like spiritual things and then we'll talk about it and I'll be like, hmm, you know a lot. You should talk about it and I was like, maybe someday I will and um, also, I also had another friend that said the same thing. So I think 2020, I was already doing tarot readings for friends but people were like, you should start to do them for people, like commercially and obviously, thinking about getting in the car, Lagos traffic, taking Uber here and there. And also being feeling restricted at home, living on the mainland and like not having as much freedom. So 2020 just opened this avenue. Lockdown was just like, I can actually give you readings via WhatsApp. Like I've done it via Instagram for people mm-hmm. I know. And my friend was like, yes, yeah, that's a, start an Instagram page, start this. And I was just like, okay, fine. And then she helped me with that. And it was actually good. Like people said, I said to get clients and all, and then, I read in a different way. I'm not like I, was like, I don't want to condemn other readers, but like, I don't, I give more of like life advice, coaching advice, just different things. And that's how people tell me I read because I like to advise people. So um, people always kind of encourage me like, yeah, maybe you should, you should have a platform. I even like you're talking about, you should have a radio show, you should have this. And then I remember, so I get, we, had, we just had a random call one day and he was telling me, about how he's expanding now and he has a platform now for podcasts. It's not just Loose Talk, which I used to be a part of at some point. And he's like, not just Loose Talk, not just this. And I was like, okay, fine, let's do this. And I said, can I submit a pilot? And he was like, yes, I could. And then I did that. It took me a while to do it, even a while to like come up with the presentation because it was like, you should put it in a deck. Me. I was just like, oh God. And it took me a while because I was just like, what am I doing? I don't understand, but I feel like people need to hear this. And I can't believe that we don't have other like big platforms on mental health in Nigeria. And also learning about the number of people that were taking their own lives. Moving back to Nigeria, I was always learning about suicide, people dying by suicide. People, and I was just like, I used to think that Nigeria was one of the happiest places. Even though we are suffering, you know, we soldier on because we're religious. But it also came out that even hearing from other people, friends who have lost family members to that, Who never really spoke about it. And some of them were able to confide in me. So it just made me think I think we sweep things under the carpet too much. And I would want my podcast to be more about that. I'm not really, like at this point, I really had stopped caring about pop culture. So, like, I don't really care about all those other things people want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about. This is my own contribution. And he liked it. And we started off in 2020, even though that first episode was scrapped, that first season was scrapped. But I was quite happy because. It made me do way more research into like narcissism, made me learn how to connect it to, um, stuff like my personal experiences, personal family experiences, experiences with friends. It's just like it, it really, really opened me up to more things. And at first when I heard that we had to delete the season, I was a bit sad. But honestly, now that I'm looking back on it, I learned so much. It wasn't time wasted at all. And it was also very good because it got me out of the house around that time. A lot more to go and record and then made more friends. So that was good.
1: (laughs) Okay. So it was a combination of what you were interested in, that spirituality and mental health, what you had experienced and support from like people around you that sort of birthed this podcast. So it was like a variety of things, right? It's kind of like coming together at the right time. Um, I guess why, I mean, now that this season one is ending, right. And you've talked to a ton of people about their spirituality, about mental health, what keeps them going. It's like a lot of people have opened up to you and said super vulnerable stuff. What has been the most interesting part or what are some of the things that you've picked up and learned from all those conversations for the podcast?
0: Wow. Um... Well, some of the things I've picked up, I will first of all, I'd say a very big thank you to all the mental health professionals that came on because they were always able to shed light on each topic in ways, especially um, Fai's when he was talking about um, psychopaths and sociopaths and everything. He was really, really able to expand my own knowledge on that. Mm-hmm. But I will say I will have a very special fondness for um, the people who came on and shared their own stories. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think the more stories I hear, and not just from Mole, just in life in general, the more I read about people's experiences, it makes me a lot less judgmental. And it also makes me less yeah. likely to compare my life to people. Because everybody's going through something. You think because this person is rich or comes from this particular home, you don't know what they're experiencing. There are people who were looking at my life from the outside and saying, you be fresh, baby, you'll be this, you'll be that. And they had no idea of what I was battling every day. And even I lost um, someone I went to school with last year to suicide and it just, it came from a rich home, you know, young, probably even a year younger than me. And when you think about all these things, it's almost like what more, you will be thinking what more does that person want, but you don't know what they're experiencing. And one way that you can help is by being more compassionate to people and not being so like in your own head about your own grief or your own trauma. And I, I'm, I'm actually proud of how far I've come with that because I've come so far to the point that one time I lashed out on someone on Instagram Vendo and I went back to apologize because she did nothing to me <laughs> but I was just <laughs> the bad <day. laughs> and oh. then like I was like it's a bad day. but I went back and I was like no it's the great thing and she was like I really accept your apology like I'm very grateful and I thought I hope at least I've restored hope in her so she doesn't feel like everybody is just, you know, a piece of shit. Because sometimes you can be going through that day and you just feel like everybody is just a piece of shit. (laughs) You don't really want to deal with people. But yeah, that has been good. Then also, it has also helped me to set healthier boundaries because I learn a lot from um, people's experiences and even in relationships. And also knowing that, yes, even though I have a partner that maybe has this sort of attachment style that is not the best and is making them to act a certain way, I have compassion for them, but at the same time, I have a healthy boundary because I also have to show up for myself. And I think learning more about just other people's stories and all, it has actually even helped me to treat myself better. And also, most importantly, to not compare myself. Like, it is such a interesting thing to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you on these things because even from just listening to the episodes, there's a lot beyond it being informative you kind of get context as to why people behave the way they are, right? Because sometimes we're very quick to judge others, like why does this person act or behave like this? And then you listen to an episode on depression or narcissism, and you're like, oh, shit, like, of course, this person's past experiences, like, sort of shape who they are. And then you just start to have more compassion, right? So I really feel you on, like, some of the things that you've said. Because even just as, like, a listener, of the podcast or a producer, like I have learned so much from this season of Imole. Um, and I guess, like, just as a way to wrap up, right? What are your expectations for next season? What do you like? Just go crazy, right? Oh, this is what I want. This is what I think the podcast should be like.
0: Okay. If I say this now and I don't deliver, that's the problem. Okay, don't say it. Wait. <laughs> don't no, say like no, I, no. I changed I changed
1: the question don't say it
0: um, I can at least like dance around it a bit what I really want so, to say is mm-hmm. I just want to rip the band-aid off and be a lot more audacious and have more I hope people have been able to listen to this season and will be willing to also share their stories like I want people to come and share complex stories even okay let me go into one like relationships talking about attachment styles it's, it's one thing to talk, talk about it it's another thing to hear about someone that was in a relationship with that person with the attachment style. Also, hearing about it from that person with the attachment style's perspective. Now, I know that that seems like a lot, but I really want us to get like very deep and very practical. And yes, we have the healthcare professionals, but understand how it is to actually live with this on a day-to-day. It's something for me to come and tell you, oh, Aisha. yeah, I know what it is like to deal with PTSD. I studied it in university. But if I come up to you and to be like, yeah, I was also kidnapped and this is what happened to me and this is how I got through it, you're more likely to listen to me because mm-hmm. I'm not coming to you from a very superior mm-hmm perspective you get what I mean I'm coming to you like listen that's happened to me too and let us walk through it together and so that's what I want then secondly I also want to like rip the bandit of when it comes to like also more like spiritual topics I think this season was a lot more about mental health and I think maybe from the beginning of next season to be more about that but I want us to talk about things like explore different people's perspectives on like spirituality even people who are maybe converted from Christianity back to like ifa or back to this, just not trying to push beliefs or trying to push anything on anyone. Cause I'm going to interview so many people, you know what I mean? So it's not going to be just one religion or one spiritual path, but yeah. just be yeah. able to just hear people's experiences. How is it like being a Buddhist and living in Nigeria? And I think Billy touched on that a bit, but he's actually not like a religious person. So he's not one of the religious Buddhists and, I want to interview someone like that I understand, okay, what's your journey like? What made you go into this? So that's also another aspect. No,
1: on a, on a serious <laughs> note, like, I think your journey, Pelumi, me, has been interesting because you went from experiencing something extremely horrible and painful, you made it out of that situation, and you did your best to get better, and you sort of are now giving out the help that maybe you you didn't get at the early stage to other people. Um, and this is not even just you talking to people or counseling them. This is just the podcast. Because sometimes it, it just takes hearing that one story for you to know that, okay, I'm definitely not alone. I'm not the only one experiencing this. I, or something educative or tips like, okay, this is what I'm going to do because somebody on this episode came to talk about something that worked for him. Let me try it and see if it works. So it's really how you have put together everything that happened to you and like you are now turning it around and using it. And I sometimes it seems small, right? It's like, oh, it's just a podcast. No, it really isn't. It's like, You get people to open up. I mean, there have been some episodes where people have really been vulnerable, like the ADHD episode with Timmy. He really talks about everything or the depression episode with Aisha, right? So this is like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that just hearing your journey and your story from the beginning to now, I think it's impressive. And I'm like super rooting for Imola to grow um, in the next season. And obviously for you as well as a human being to grow and the work that you do. So thank you very, very much for I'm thinking super of this.
0: emotional, guys. <laughs>
1: Stop. No, thank you seriously for thinking of this podcast, but not just thinking it up, but actually getting up and doing the work. Um, mental health and spirituality is very, very niche in Nigeria, as you probably know, better than most people. But like, this is a step towards making it less niche. This is a step towards normalizing these conversations. Like... Um, like think about it 10 years ago nobody would have come up to a public platform to say I tried to kill myself
0: and okay. thank you so much like thank you so much to our listeners and I would like for people to also be able to you know write in and share their stories with us because we can even have episodes in future whereby I just read mm-hmm. out what you guys share and it just helps a lot of people and the very fact that it will also feel good I will also feel good knowing that I'm being, I'm able to impact your life in a positive way. If there's one thing you've learned from Mole, and you would like to share and even be on social media, please just reach out to us. Let us know. I will read your comments on a particular episode and also your um, emails. And then I feel like other people can also learn from your story. And maybe in future I'll be able to even start support groups. You know, there's no support group for children with narcissistic parents in Nigeria. <laughs> That's why Google be too large. It
1: will be too large. I feel you. Um, Well, I guess this is a good way to actually wrap up this episode. Um, I'm looking forward to season two, and let's see how it goes. Basically.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Imole. Please make sure you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts wherever you stream your episodes. You can also send me emails about today's episode or anything related to mental health and spirituality through fanmail at imolethepod.com. Finally, please subscribe to the Imole newsletter to learn more about our episodes through the link in the episode notes. Thank you. And see you on the next episode. This episode was produced by Aisha Salaudin, audio mixed by Lord Phil, and is distributed by Visual Audio Times. For more podcasts, visit visualaudiotimes.com.